It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good, thank you. All right, let's talk about the markets. How are things looking today? Well, markets are slightly off today, but uh, nothing to be too concerned about. Um, markets have still edged high over the last few weeks. I mean, we've had a super strong February, uh, so everybody will uh, definitely be happy when they're opening up their February statements. Um, and at this point, 75% of companies have reported in the U.S., uh, most beating analyst estimates. Uh, fourth quarter growth is just under 3%, so way better than we had anticipated uh, the growth is coming from a few different sectors, technology, materials, healthcare. So, so that's positive. Investors also remain optimistic, obviously, because of the rollout of vaccines. And, you know, in Canada here, cases have been falling since the start of the year, again, mostly due to lockdowns. But even watching the news last night, I mean, I was looking at uh, senior homes and the breakouts there. I mean, back in December, there was over 50 breakouts. So now we have about 16. So things are moving forward, you know, and I think we'll move forward much more strongly uh, in the coming months, not just here in Canada, but uh, in other countries around the world. And so we're seeing commodity prices also rallying. So copper um, hitting a high since 2013. Oil is back up to $60 a barrel. Uh, And, you know, that's kind of what we're looking for. And uh, a lot of that is telling us that markets are are stronger and are likely going to remain that way. Well, we've been talking a lot about real estate this morning just because of those numbers from across Canada that show the same lack of listings, lack of supply problem right across the country. Is that having an impact on the markets? Uh, not not necessarily here in Canada. I mean, it's a positive. Uh, obviously, when we see housing starts and uh, we see uh, that uh, housing starts rose, you know, 23% from a year ago. I mean, this is obviously uh, good news. It means there's activity in the economy. Um, some of the things we look at, though, I mean, why is this happening? Obviously, because of uh, low interest rates and interest rates are going to re- remain low for some time. And so looking at all the pent-up demand, uh, the lack of listings out there, uh, but we're seeing obviously housing starts continue to increase, um, it will make for an interesting real estate market going forward. Because I don't think anyone thought during a pandemic that we would see a hot real estate market exactly. or even a hot stock market, I think, right. for that matter. You know, I think that there was just a lot of negativity because uh, a lot of people look back at 2008 uh, and the financial crisis crisis uh, and think, you know, it's, it's a big crash. It's going to be the same. And just remember, no crash is ever the same. And I think also uh, central banks around the world learned uh, from their mistakes back in 2008. So they brought down interest rates very quickly. They acted very uh, fast and also uh, dedicated a lot of stimulus to uh, economies around the world. And that's why you're seeing uh, things recover as quickly as they have. Okay, so if somebody wanted to invest for income these days, what should they be looking at? Yeah, you know, we what I've seen in the last little while, we've had a lot of people call us that have a lot of money in GICs, uh, you know, hoarding cash a little bit on the sidelines. Uh, some people, it's because they just lost confidence in their advisor during, you know, the crash last year, and they just didn't know what to do with it, so they kept it on the sidelines. Uh, others believe that there's always the next shoe to drop and are worried about um, markets in general and what's around every, uh, what's lurking around every corner. Uh, and you really need to talk to an advisor to determine how much you should leave in GICs for your own personal situation because there's, you know, what you should do, like investing 101, uh, but there's also what you're comfortable with. And so, you know, keeping some money in the bank is, you know, by all means, we often suggest that. But the issue with long-term investing and having a lot of money in GICs is that 
you simply may not reach your retirement goals or your spending goals. Um, if you're looking at GIC rates out there, I mean, they're one, anything over 1%, you might get excited about. But the issue you're facing is that inflation uh, is over you know, 1% here in Canada and historically usually closer to 2 uh, so you've got that situation, but then you also have the income from GICs. They're completely taxable, 100%. It's like earned income. Um, so after tax and inflation, you're kind of guaranteed to lose money every year. And, and so you need to be looking at other ways. And so some of those other ways are, you know, dividend-paying stocks, um, you know, again, having a conservative investment strategy in the markets, maybe also as well having exposure to the bond market might be an idea for you. Again, it's not the same as a GIC. You have to be comfortable that your account value may change on a daily basis. Uh, and again, still have some in money market or GICs, but just not a large portion of your assets because it's not doing you any good. It's not doing your estate any good in the right. long run. So is it just the safety aspect? Is that why people go there? Yeah, I would say more often than not, it's a safety aspect or they simply didn't know what to do with the money. Um, you know, some people inherit. Uh, we've had a lot of people with inheritance come to us in the last six months. Um, some people sell a piece of real estate. So my question always is, do you have a use for that money? Are you planning to buy real estate in the next six months? Um, you know, are you planning to buy, a, you know, a condo for your adult child? Are you going to help them out? Early gifting, that kind of stuff. So I'm really trying to understand if there's a goal for that money in the next six to 12 months. That's what we deem to be more short term. If they say, oh, I might buy real estate in the future. I'm not quite sure. Haven't started looking. Well, that kind of tells me that uh, it probably should be used uh, to invest in a, sort of a conservative or balanced portfolio. Again, talking about the various risks that are involved when you invest in, in markets and that is obviously much different than GICs. But again, if you're sitting in GICs for two, three, five, ten years, uh, you know, historically you're actually losing money after taxes and inflation. So that's not a good long-term investment strategy. Right, but your job must be so frustrating sometimes, Lori, because people probably want maximum return. They want to invest money. They want maximum return. They want it to be relatively safe, but they also want to be able to access it if they need to. Of course, you know, everybody would love to have a guaranteed 5%, no volatility, uh, or guaranteed higher than that. But that's just not, that's not just, that's not reality, right? And so you have to, um, you know, make sure people understand what they're investing in. And I've always told you that we invest in, you know, simple uh, sort of um, asset classes, you know, money, market, bonds, and stocks. Um, we don't get fancy with things because there are a lot of fancy products out there that try to kind of sell to that idea and unfortunately they're a lot more complex than people know like I've mentioned structured products out there you get a certain amount of income every year and it's an income that looks good to investors but they don't realize how complex the actual investment is underlying so again if it's good too good to be true uh, you need to sometimes question uh, the investment a little bit more. That's what I would say in the long run. And again, be with a financial advisor you do have confidence in uh, and you trust their advice uh, so that they can get you into the right uh, right investments for, for your situation. All right. Well, Lori, thanks so much for the chat this morning. Thanks, Amy. You have a great week and we'll talk soon. Okay, you too. That's Lori Pinkowski. You can call Lori and her team at 604-695-LORI. If you have any questions about investing or retirement, you can also check out their website, pinkowski.ca. And Lori is the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. 
Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.